Hello and welcome to The Passion Podcast. My name is Salma and I'm your host. This show is all about celebrating passion, the force that drives creation. Throughout the podcast, I'll be speaking to guests about what lights them up and how integrating more passion into their lives has helped them connect deeper with their unique purpose. Fellow curious humans, you are in for a treat. I know that you're going to love the amazing wisdom our guests have been so brave and open to share. Not to mention the odd bit of inane chat, because who doesn't love a little bit of biscuit talk? Yeah, because you, you never know what inane chat might might make it on, you know? Yeah. How are you? Rich teas. I was I was telling Esme, um, my Dutch friend, about rich cheese the other yeah. day. Yeah. What, what, what were you filling them in on? That they exist or what? Well, yeah, that they exist. Like biscuits aren't a big thing in the Netherlands because <laughs> it's like a real. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a real English thing, isn't it? Biscuits. Welcome to the show. Today I'm joined by Dan, the literal muscle man polter, the guy who got me in the best shape of my life during my time at university, which was no easy task given my typical student diet littered with alcohol and junk food and my complete inability to take any plan seriously. (laughs) He still managed to whip my butt into good shape, all whilst making it feel super effortless and dare I say it, pretty darn fun. In order to help more people reach their goals, Dan realized that online business was the way forward. And with this, he's gone from working countless hours on a gym floor to completely digitalizing his offering. He's a true inspiration to me, constantly leveling up in business, mind and body, all whilst balancing an enviable sociable social life. I'm so excited to dig in to how he established himself in the online world and how he managed to constantly motivate his followers through his infectious positivity, incredible wisdom, and constant good vibes. (laughs) Who who is this guy? I want to meet this guy. (laughs) Wow, okay. Okay, cool. A lot to live up to. But yeah, I I appreciate that. That's very very kind words. But um, yeah, I I do appreciate it. I'm very grateful. You are the man, Dan. Oh, wow. I've got um, a lot to do up to. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, thank you for agreeing to chat with me. I know. Yeah, thank you for having me. Obviously, we, we talk a lot anyway, so this is just going to be it on recording, which we probably had some juicy conversations before that had they been recorded, probably would have made good episodes anyway, right? This is it. This is it. This is what I always think. Every time I call you, I'm like, this, this could make a good <laughs> podcast episode. So here we are now. Um, so yeah, thank you. Um, so Dan, I've got some questions that I've pre-prepared for you, as you know. So I'm going to get into it. Um, cool. You, you are definitely one of the hardest workers I know. Um, like by the time I've literally woken up in the morning, I've been on your Instagram and you've got like 15 stories out running at the gym, like giving us some motivational quotes. It's awesome. I really respect that. Um, 
and and alongside that you seem to manage like a really incredible social life as well so my first question to you is simply how do you balance those two things i think so because i've realized that you can't have one without the other i've seen so many people let their career let their 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 business their nine to five completely ruin their social life ruin relationships and and the crazy thing is that they're they're working all these hours to earn all this money to spend it with these people but by the time they get there whether they're in their 40s 50s 60s that you know they talk about retiring and it's always this mentality of when i get there mm. and i'm not i'm not cool with that because we know life's short anything can happen like we we, mm. we know that all too well with friends and family and, and, and things happen right so the most important thing to me is that I am at least balancing it along the way and enjoying mm -hmm. the process because I've got caught up many a time with mental health, anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, but mm -hmm. constantly be like, when I get to this position, then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work like that, you know, then it's, and it's a, it's a very risky way to go. And I've seen it countless times, like I said, in, in friends, in people that I mentor, in people that I've been even mentored by, that they've caught themselves so caught up in chasing the whether it's financial or, or success in a different way a, a different metric mm. and it's just it's ended up um just ruining their their social life and ruining the relationships they eventually want to want to use mm. use this money and use this time with so yeah that's my motivation at least or at least what kind of keeps me grounded with that mm. so essentially then it, it's sort of learning to enjoy the process and and being to being able to create a balance in in your life is 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 an important thing to strive towards right well my most my most you know uh, scariest vision would be to get to a stage where i have the whether it's the money or the fame or the financial freedom and whatever and i look around and i picture this empty room mm. and there's no one there you know Ellie's not by my side. You're not in my corner. Mm. I've lost friends along the way. And I've got all this money, but who am I there to spend it with? I've got whether this fame mm. or financial freedom, I can travel the world, but with who? My colleagues, people that work for me, my clients, mm. are they really there for the right reasons? So that definitely motivates me a lot. And recently I had um, a, a book that I was reading that had a, an element in it that really hit home. And it was around picture yourself lying on your deathbed i know it's a bit morbid but let, oh, i promise it gets good and it's you and you currently walking in and seeing you and this older version of you you know with your last breath your last hour on this on, on this planet and you sitting up and saying to yourself like don't waste this moment don't waste this time like picture the kind of regrets that people have if you go into an old people's home trust me when i say these people are saying i regret not doing this i regret not doing that like that's my biggest motivator, that thing of, I need to take action now mm -hmm. because time flies and yeah. I, I don't want to look back with those regrets. And mm. um, so, yeah, I think that's what kind of really motivates me to look after my relationships with friends and family along the way. Amazing, nice, thank you. Cool, so the next question I have for you is, what is it that really drives you to get out of bed so early <laughs> in the morning <laughs> and crack on with your day? I think the success is is built upon winning those battles that nobody actually sees. Okay, the same reason why I don't snooze my alarm is the same reason I take a cold shower every day. Nobody would know whether I'm having a warm shower or a cold shower, but I know. Mm. I know whether I have the bottle to turn that tap 
to freezing cold, regardless of any, anyone's there to know. Ellie wouldn't know if I didn't have a cold shower. You wouldn't know the people that follow me, my clients. I could cheat myself all day, but I know deep down that I have gone against something that I hold valuable to me. So the thing I always say to my clients is it's not about what you want to do. It's not about what you have to do. It's just the fact that you do it anyway. Mm. I don't have to get up early. I, I don't. I don't have to do half the things I do, but but I do them anyway. And mm. if you can get to that stage and that level of discipline, it makes all the stuff that you have to do seem easy because mm. you've accomplished stuff that you don't have to do. Mm. So I don't have to get up as early as I do. I could easily have an extra hour in bed. Mm. But I feel like I'm only cheating myself. And this game of life is is fun, but it also doesn't last very long. So I want to make the most of every day. And for me, the mornings are a great time for that. I can be productive. I feel like I'm ahead of the, the day. I feel like there's so many people who aren't even awake yet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I'm out walking on the streets and stuff or doing my stories or doing some work early in the morning, I don't know. It's just an element of like, I feel, it makes me feel like I'm, like I'm ahead of the day. And that yeah. makes me feel more elite. And then and that in turn makes me have a better, more productive day. So Awesome. Give, yeah. us, give us some context on the cold shower. Why, why the cold shower? <laughs> well, how, did it, how did it come about? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, for exactly that. So uh, I've, read, I've, I've read at least 100 personal development, uh, self-help, business success books, right? And countless time and time again, top athletes, Olympic gold medalists, um, you know, multi-million billionaires are consistently coming back to, let's say, 10 things that they always come back to. And one of them is always the cold shower. I thought there's definitely something in this, clearly. Mm. Um, and it was only when I gave it a go myself. It was a weird experience. The first time of doing it, like anyone listening to this, that, you know, go and give it a try. You'll know exactly what I mean. And it just is that kind of thing of like, shit what am I doing I don't need to do this but you're doing it anyway Mm. and um, scientifically it does change your state so that that ticks that box but also just from a mental standpoint it is that thing of I'm doing it but I don't have to do it and no one is no one even knows I'm doing it and Mm. I'm still doing it and it's that level of discipline that I feel like that is the stuff that makes or breaks people but no one no one's going to know if I track my calories but I do it anyway no one's going to know if I do my workout today Mm. I could easily post a workout from yesterday you wouldn't know Mm. I could play the system. I could place post workouts for the entire year, but you wouldn't know. Yeah. So it's that thing again of the stuff that I know. And that's, when I put my head on the pillow, I know, I know I haven't done something. You know. And that's the key, isn't it? It's 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 a daily practice as well. Like I find that you know, and and by the way, I just played dav- devil's advocate there because I have a cold shower every day as well. And and All I right. think <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I. I'm pretty sure that you told me about that like three years ago. Like, Sal, try out this thing. Have a cold shower. I'm like, what the hell? And then, yeah, tried it out, and it's it's good, and it, it makes you feel good as well. There's yeah, a lot of definitely. science as well. I don't. You you must have heard of Wim Hof, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. And yeah, there's a lot of science to show that in terms of your physiological state and psychological yeah. state, um, by having that cold shower, it it makes you like you know, resistant to, yep. I'm, I'm chatting science now and I'm like, I probably shouldn't go no, down no, no, you're, you're def- <laughs> no, no, you're, but you're, you're bang on, um, without going into the science, um, it is that, it's that thing, it's the change of state and it's the fact that it kind of evokes that kind of fight or flight mentality and it can be really good for someone like myself who's experienced waves of kind of more extreme and less extreme anxiety and some some mental health stuff we'll probably get into later in this episode but Mm. it's that thing of kind of it it can bring back certain feelings like that and it's quite good to then challenge that and kind of be like 
F you to those feelings when they come on. And it, it could be a very clever way for anyone that's suffering with any anxiety or even depression to kind of tackle that. And um, that was something that I experienced the first few times of doing it. It actually had very similar physiological um, symptoms to what I would feel when I had like a sort of anxiety attack. And that was a bit kind of shocking, but kind of mm. also quite quite cool at the same time to be like wow this really is a physiological thing and nothing bad is going to happen because when mm. i turn off this cold water everything goes back oh, to normal good. and i'm nothing bad happened and it's quite clever well, it's so. the idea of sort of facing the dragon head on right yes. it's like yeah it, you're going to feel that way anyway at some points in your life so how can i yeah face face the dragon and and make it known to the dragon that i'm 100%. in control um yeah no that's awesome that's that's a really good tip and yeah I was going to ask you a little bit around that you told me yep. on the phone earlier it's it's actually is it world mental health day today so I can't keep up because there's so there's so many variations and that, that's not a bad thing because obviously it's it's really important to me and yourself that mental health is, is less of a taboo subject and people do speak about it but I think today is specifically in the hashtag is International Men's Day, and it's about awareness around suicide and mental health in men specifically on this day. Um, and obviously, like I said, that's something I've, I've kind of tackled myself. So mm. and, and more than happy to talk about that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So you, 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 you spoke up about it. I think it was a few years ago. Right. And, and yep. I remember the day because I was super shocked in all honesty, because you are like the most positive, upbeat, happy go Larry person that I know. And I remember like going on Instagram and it was it was this video about anxiety. And I was like, oh, like I, I didn't I didn't realise that you you suffered with anxiety. And it's quite sad because I do too and we're mm. mates. So yeah. it would have been nice that if we'd have known, like yeah. we both suffer, right? Because we, we might have been able to sort of have a chat. But I remember, yeah, watching it and just feeling sort of, yeah, you know, taken aback. And, and, and yeah, what I want to, I guess, ask you is three years later, you seem yeah. to be in a much better place. And you've, you've openly yeah. spoken about that journey that you are in a much better place. And I think you've managed to find ways of, of sort of dealing with, with the pangs of anxiety that, that you get. So yeah, yeah, what advice would you have, I guess, for people, yeah, um, suffering with yeah. anxiety around sort of, you know, speaking out to people, but also, yeah, how they can deal with it sort of on their own. Obviously, the, the shower, the shower one really helps. But is, if there's anything else, that you <laughs> <laughs> can't stress more than anything mm. is speaking to someone, not professional, but just a friend, a family member, like mm. the whole a problem shared as a problem halved is like so true so many people suffer in silence and it's often the people hence they say about you know when it comes to suicide and mental health it's often the people that you wouldn't assume because they keep it to themselves mm. but when you talk about it and i kind of talked it to death to the point where i kind of killed it off just through talking about it mm. with different people and everyone has a different perspective and everyone has something to give so my first and one of my biggest kind of tips and advice would be to speak to people mm. if you're feeling a certain way Sure. Uh, that's the best place to start 100% definitely the more you you speak it out and like you say speak it to death like I my mates now are like so bored of my conversation like <laughs> when I used to get you know it's like yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yes, Sal, we know we know yeah. you had really bad anxiety yeah but but it's important and 
I think we're lucky that, you know, through social media and, and days like today, you know, yeah. it encourages that conversation more so. And it just, yeah, allows you to feel a bit more normal about it. I'm still not fully comfortable with like talking about it. Yeah, um, no, no. And I think that it is still something that needs to be talked about even more. And I do think that, especially in men, I've seen that it, it is it is something that I'm definitely on a mission to try and get more guys to kind of speak out about it or let me speak on their behalf. Like I, the reason I talk about it more now is because I talk about it from the form of like representing other guys that feel the same way that I do. So I'm happy to talk on behalf of the guys that don't have or want a voice on social media. So don't worry, I'm happy to talk about it so they can relate in that way. Cause you know, I, I'm, it's, it's scary seeing the stats, you know, on, on suicide and men between, you know, an, an age bracket that I fit bang in the middle of, you know, between that sort of 20 and 40 age range. And um, I can completely see how people can go down that route. Luckily for me, Touchwood, it never went that way. But I, I can see how, you know, like you can see how it could go that way if you didn't do certain mm -hmm. things such as speaking to people or if it's that bad, seeking professional help and, and, and just actually, because luckily for me, I'm a problem solver by nature, right? Hence why I'm a coach, because I love to help people get from A to B and I love everything in between and I enjoy the challenge of it being a difficult route because then it gets me thinking and that keeps me alive right and that's what makes me passionate right yeah definitely. so for me I was like I was like all right you know what like can I swear yeah you can swear why not it'll <laughs> no, be the just, first but... okay just because for me to be passionate I have to I would so I'm just saying like <laughs> what I would say to the best tip I got was from someone about anxiety was actually from Sam from the gym uh, Sam oh, Russell. Yeah. nice yeah and, something he suffered with and he was like what you need to do dan is personify it imagine if it was like a person and when you feel this wave coming on this feeling kind of be like fuck you to anxiety and be like come at me bro rather than so what happens is you typically you try and run away from this feeling that you get it in your chest and you start moving around and you start trying to do stuff you start tidying frantically or you start messaging people ever and that's essentially like you trying to run away from something within you which mm. of course you, you can run over here but if it's on you it's coming yeah, with it's you right coming with so, you. so wow. instead of that he said to me he was like dan when this wave comes on kind of say like fuck you to it and be like come at me bro like you know the whole fight or flight he yeah. says go into fight mode whether you have to fake it till you make it eventually that will become a habit mm -hmm. and as we know habits the good ones will, will can make or break our lives right and especially the good ones can form them for the better so now when that wave comes on, because it still does from time to time, instead of running away from it, like I used to, mm -hmm. I will be like, all right, bring it on. Like, yeah. I know I'm good, I got this. Before bring it I'd on. Like, oh, and now I can sit back and be like, just, do you know what I mean? Like, just bring it on. So anyone listening, I, I, I would challenge you to, to try that if, if, you're, if you know what me and Salma have gone through and you get what we're talking about here, next time you get that feeling, because we know what that feeling is, it's all different for different people, mm -hmm. I, would, I would definitely argue to be like, fuck you and like bring it on rather yeah. than running away for sure for sure that's incredible advice thank you so much i know you're a big reader and podcast listener and yeah like you said yeah. earlier you've read 101 self-development books just for like some really tangible advice are there, are there any books you've read on on the topic that have helped yeah yeah so um the the, the chimp paradox is, okay. a, is an absolute must like if you haven't read it if any and every human 
uh, being a human, you should read The Chimp Paradox. Nice. There's so many rules for life. It's, all, it, there's talk, it's about relationships and mental health and personal development. And ha- have you read the book? What do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't read it. I haven't read so it. I've heard of it. Probably without probably. rambling on, the biggest context is purely you have a, a, a chimp brain and you have your human brain. And your chimp brain is that irrational brain that fight or flight and, oh shit, there's danger. Whereas your human brain then rationally processes, wait a minute, that's not going to happen to you. Like you get an email from your boss saying you, you fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. And instantly your chimp brain is like, I'm going to lose my job. How am I going to pay my bills? I'm going to lose my house. Makes but sense. really your human brain, when it, when it eventually kicks in, and usually your mates and things remind you to kick in your human brain you go mm. i'm not going to lose my job like let me just process this and it's not going to be that bad is your human mm. brain so the chimp paradox is, is, is number one nice. and the second one amongst others would be um psycho cybernetics it sounds a bit deep it sounds a bit intense but it's along similar lines okay. um, i'm just looking at my audible account now that's awesome. a big one and um one final one to take away this isn't just for for um men by the way it's called man up by Bedros Koulian, um, very good book around um, how to just get shit done and not let anxiety get in the way. So awesome. those are, they're the top three for now, at least. Thank you. And actually, that's another good little tip for people out there who don't love reading books. I know you speak about this a lot, but Audible is a platform that you can listen to books on, right? 100%. Um, yeah so yeah it's just amazon isn't it amazon audible and you yeah can... and you see these books behind me i've never read those i <laughs> love it okay, but i've listened to them all oh. so what i do if it's a if it's a book that re- i listen to that i really like i will order the hardback copy so that if i'm when i want to re- go back to it rather than trying to search through four to eight hours of audio i will reference the page in the book Oh, okay. make sense, right? makes so sense. Yes. These are like a token of, and I also quite like just collecting them in that sense. So that, that's not all of them, but that's some of the, some of the ones that really have actionable steps in, mm-hmm. unless you write them down frantically, I'll be listening, running, right. Or walking. And I'm still like, Oh shit, I need a pen. Cause this is good stuff. Mm. I go, I order the book at the end and then I go through and highlight stuff. And I, I revert oh, back. Nice. So that's almost like your kind of revision book. Your, yes. your, your actual yeah, yeah, yeah. book is like, yeah. Okay, yeah. that, that's cool. I like that. Actually, yeah, yeah that, that reminds me of um, yeah, the book that you recommended to me like six months ago, the Stoic one. I can't think of the name the of Daily it. The Daily Stoic, yeah. Yeah, because they sell the Daily Stoic and then the Daily Stoic Journal. And, yes. and that's quite yeah. cool because you read yeah. the page and then you make your notes in the journal. Yeah. That's another yeah good and it's not really mental health related but just good for navigating um what i quite like about the daily stoic for anyone that kind of doesn't know necessarily the big difference between stoicism and mindfulness is mindfulness is kind of to be mindful of your feelings and and you know be kind to yourself whereas stoicism is definitely more about the kind of we're all going to die one day to so take action kind of mentality. So mm-hmm. I like to kind of, there's times when I feel I need to lean more to being more stoic in mm-hmm. the time of adversity. If, if you lose a loved one or something like that, that's time to be stoic and be like, life goes on, we have to carry on, we move on. Mm-hmm. Versus if you're going through a period where you're kind of really stressing out and you're kind of being, you're beating yourself up, a bit of shit mm-hmm. self-talk, I'm lazy, I'm fat, I'm never going to change, I'm never going to be successful. That's when you have to kick in a bit of mindfulness and kind of look after yourself a little bit so the daily stoic is is definitely good for that because i feel like stoicism in in small doses is is okay 
-hmm. but it's not something you would want to go too deeply in whereas the mindfulness i feel like you can kind of take more of that in a in a bigger dose so that's why mm -hmm. they're more that way and i guess mindfulness as a kind of study if, if you can call it that I, I mean I, I studied recently the science of well-being at, yes. at like Yale Uni and and I guess a lot of the concepts within that are derived from ancient philosophies so yeah. you, you could argue that mindfulness and if you were to look at the, the full study of that is just an advancement on yeah. things like stoicism and yeah. various other sort of ancient yeah. philosophy so yeah but i think you're right especially with yeah business matters things like that stoic attitude helps yeah a bit more cutthroat isn't it <laughs> <laughs> cool um so thank you so much that that was super helpful so you spoke about in that kind of what makes you what makes you passionate so i'd love like to dive a little bit deeper into that and also into kind of your journey from offline you know in the gym every day to yep. going completely online. I believe you work from home now, from your office. Yes, I do, yeah. Um, it's yeah. all online. So it'd be good, yeah, if you can talk a little bit about that journey and why, why you decided to sort of step out of, of the gym floor. Yeah, so obviously being a personal trainer for um, on the gym floor for about 11 years and, and being specifically at the David Lloyd where we met for about, for about nine years, Obviously, I, I completely love my journey, and but yeah, it kind of came to a point where you can you can only increase your prices to a point, you know, due to kind of the the market and the situation you're in, and and you can only train a certain amount of clients face to face to scale the business without hiring people to work for you, which is is a hard model to run within someone else's gym. Um, you really do have to take things uh, to a way of of being able to scale them, and obviously the online space favors that massively so you can obviously scale your time and you can you can help more people and you essentially it's less money to be to be spent by the the customers but they get more of your time so it was just a no-brainer for me really and, and also thinking ahead and thinking like you know I, I can't just always be on the gym floor working from six in the morning to nine o'clock at night there's there's no future in this and you know in the 21st century and obviously everyone's experienced this with covid uh, you'd be a fool to not have some form of online offering if you if you're if it's available to you. I completely respect anyone that's you know a builder or a, you know a plumber or a, uh, if you're you know an Uber driver or someone that you know you can't take your business online. But if you do have that opportunity, I think that the, there's definitely uh, got to be a contingency plan using the online space to to scale your business that way and have a have a secondary offering in the form of an online something. Mm. So yeah, so I moved online. Uh, it's, been, it's been just over a year now from, from leaving that full-time uh, personal training role at least. And now I'm full-time in the online space. I, I help people with their health and fitness. And I'm also now moving into the space where I help other fitness coaches scale and grow their businesses from what I've learned mm. from doing it for myself. So it's kind of going even more now around, like it's, going, it's taken another a level yeah. uh, in, in the past uh, year or so as well. So you're, you're coaching the coaches now. Essentially, essentially. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which, is, which is cool in itself, you know, because I'm coming up against things that I know that I, well, they're coming up against things that I was experiencing. You know, they're getting to a stage in their business where they can't just keep working more hours. They're working Saturdays, they're working Sundays, they don't spend time with their kids or their friends or whatever. And um, that's obviously what I get passionate about when I hear that. And I think, you don't need to do it like this. Like, there's another mm -hmm. way. And, 
and that's obviously where I like to step in and you know show them how to scale their business online at least so yeah no it's cool it's a cool space awesome yeah less is more as well there's I don't know if you've read the four hour work week yeah that that's a good book that kind of double down doubles down on the idea of like 80% 80% of what you do should be, I've balls it up. I knew I'd balls it no, up. No, no, so you're, you're um, cause the, the 80 to 20 rule is essentially, it's the 20% of what you do yes. gives you 80% of the results. This is it. So it, it's like with your wardrobe, you know, you're, you're only wear 20% of it and that'll make up 80% of your, what you wear in a week, you know? Nice. Um, so it's quite interesting. So yeah, where I'm at with my business now is like, I realize, the most impactful thing is the accountability and checking in with my clients, the workouts, the nutrition, all of that stuff. That's just, that's what people think is what's getting them results. But it's actually a very small part of the, the puzzle. The biggest part is the community, the accountability mm. and feeling like they're part of a, a tribe. They're part of something. Um, so, so what, you know, there's a phrase in business. It's um, sell them what they want, but give them what they need. So although when I sell people training and coaching and nutrition and stuff, that's what they think they want and I give them what they want, but really I provide them with what they need and what they need is, is accountability. Mm. Um, that makes so yeah. much sense. And the community. Yeah, that's so true. Cause actually when I think back and it's weird cause I only yesterday I rejoined have, I've been out of the kind of fitness game for a little while now cause I moved countries and yep. yeah, it's just sort of, yeah, taking me a little while to get back into the swing of things. But I joined a um, boot camp class last night and it was with a bunch of ladies. And literally at the end, I was like, oh, yes, this is what I'm here for. Like we all had a good crack and like you get the kind of energy of the whole group. And, and I feel like that's why I was able to get into my best shape back in the David Lloyd days because it was such a community, wasn't it? It yeah. was like, we were all like, what are you training today? You know, what yeah. are you eating today? And like, yeah. yeah. And, and of course the accountability as well, you know, having someone there to go, you know, have you done what you needed to do today, Sal? You know, and it sounds so simple and like, like no. you're a child, it's, right? That you right. need to be told. Yeah. That, but, but we are children really. We're just yeah. adult, adult children. No, it's no, it's true because there's a reason why, coaches of coaches of coaches of coaches you know and it goes up and up and up and you'll never find the top of the run you know and there's always someone that's above them being you know a mentor has a mentor has a mentor in the same way that Mm. I coach coaches and I have a coach that mentors me and he has a mentor that mentors him and if you work your way up you'll probably end up at Tony Robbins or somewhere like that and it sounds Mm. crazy but when you when you work it out I had this revelation the other day that the guy that mentors me gets mentored by a guy who gets mentored by a guy who gets mentored by a guy who gets mentored by Tony Robbins. Wow. And I was like, I was like, if you actually technically, I, I kind of get mentored <laughs> by Tony Robbins because yes. the stuff that he teaches will eventually Chinese whisper its way down to me. It will be a mm. diluted version, but kind of by, you know, technically. So it's six degrees of separation, right? Exactly. Right. Um, so that's it's still all it there. is. That's all it is. And all of this stuff these guys are teaching and sharing, uh, men and women at the top of the game, is stuff from books that were written years ago. Stuff from the Daily Stoic and stuff from How to Win Friends and Influence People and mm. stuff from the greats like, you know, Abraham Lincoln and like, you know, out, out, think, quotes from, you name it, from like ancient times come all the yeah. way through. And it's all these philosophies that they get packaged differently, but the stuff's all out there. But um, 
That's, yeah, for anyone, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the best piece of business advice I've been given, actually, is that you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like, we're so driven by our egos that we want to think that it was us that came up with the idea, right? It was me that created this incredible business model. It was me that, but it it, it doesn't really exist. I think, generally speaking, it's been adopted from someone else's method, right? That's where the the greatest sort of, yeah, work is, is done. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Okay, awesome. So next question, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about your actual sort of coaching method because okay. I find your, your method is quite unique in that, you know, a lot of the trainers out there, they're like, you know, you have to cut out carbs, you have to cut out yes. fat, you need to eat 100% raw, you need to be alkaline, you need to do all these different things. But I think you and, you know, your tribe and everyone that you've coached are kind of living, breathing proof that one, to be in good shape, you you don't necessarily need to cut anything at all out. And two, to be healthy, you also don't need to cut anything at all out. So, yeah, it'd be good to go a little bit into kind of what your philosophy is around uh, diet and and nutrition and, and also how that kind of interlinks with the fitness as well so it's very similar to my approach in most things is again it's it does actually funny enough encompass the the 80 20 rule okay what happens is people think it's the supplements they take it's the keto diet it's in the intermittent fasting it's the fact that they do hit training instead of low intensity it's the fact that they do circuits instead of body weight exercise or body weight instead of whatever right mm-hmm. that is making up the that's making up say 20% of what they do the 80% of the results is coming from the 20% which is being in a calorie deficit essentially starting with the basics starting with the absolute basics of thermodynamics and science is if you move more and eat less you're going to lose fat over time mm-hmm. and i've just got you know much more along the lines of a kind of no bullshit approach arguably some might say that there's you know way deeper science to go into but you can't cheat the system and you can't rewrite, like we said, try and reinvent the wheel yeah. when it really does come back down to anyone that got a result from following a diet is because that diet allowed them to adhere to being in a calorie deficit over time, mm. which in turn allowed them to lose fat and, and get lean and, and, and lose weight. So mm. my approach, yeah, it's definitely more simplistic. It's, it's um, although I do the science behind the scenes and everything is backed by studies and science and, hours and years of testing and reading and watching and listening mm-hmm. but on the front end i will make it very clear and very uh, simple and um just strip it back there to what it really is is mm-hmm. if you move more than you were and you mm-hmm. eat less than you were mm-hmm. you're going to lose fat you're going to get lean so it's yeah. not the most sexy or fashionable way of doing things and unfortunately the fitness industry is full of fad diets and fad workout routines and magic supplements and magic mm-hmm. pills and yeah, maybe I'd make more money or gain more clients for going down that route, but I just refuse to go that way. And I've seen people go that way mm. and they've let their integrity, they've left that behind and they've just chased after a paycheck or a, you know, a, a place on a, a brand deal with a supplement company or, or getting their name on a, a Gymshark t-shirt or whatever, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my approach at yeah. least. It's, it's definitely and- more stripped back. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. But I think it's it's also just extremely helpful because I find a lot of trainers and, and a lot of the fitness industry gives that kind of glamorous package and doesn't allow people to think for themselves. My, my approach is definitely even more so going into the new year is, for next year at least, I want to kind of rewrite the whole new year, new me program. And we've all done it, myself included, you know, the whole January 12 week fat loss program and it's you know follow these workouts and this nutrition but my for my guys and girls at least my, my clients and those that kind of come on between now and January they're all going to be going through an initial 90 day foundational phase which has nothing to do with diet or exercise so I'm essentially going to teach people how to lose weight and we're not even going to talk about calories or repetitions mm. and what I mean by that is we're going to look at their routine their relationship with foods that we're going to look at their uh, the time of the day that they're training does it fit in with their schedule we're going to look at their sleep patterns everything else and then we'll get to the workouts and the nutrition at the very end but um it's going to be very heavily driven with routine and habits because like the phrase goes it's motivation that gets you started it's the habits and routines that keep you going mm. so as much as people think give me the workouts and give me the nutrition and let me crack on and then I say to them, well, what day is you training this week? Mm. Oh, you know, like I'll train in the morning. Well, don't you have to take the kids somewhere in the morning? I'll train after work. But don't, don't you have this commitment after work? Mm. So if you actually flip it on its head and go, wait a minute, work out your routine first. Work out where your workouts fit in. Hold yourself accountable. Get support from your friends and family. Or work out why you're really doing this. Mm. And we'll get to that stuff in the end. So, yeah, that's definitely my approach here. It's a different one. Again, it's, it's not the most... Um, attractive or fashionable or sexy but it's definitely it's built around those hundreds of books that I've read mm -hmm. and it's built around what, what's worked so well with my clients and trying to take mm -hmm. what's worked well with them and obviously applying it to um, to the principles that we've seen in the year for anyone that comes on so amazing thank you so my next question is what has been the biggest failure in your journey and why do you think this is Oh, okay. So I'll challenge this straight away just to clarify that I'm not a big fan of failing or referring to anything as a failure. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. So I've replaced the word failure in my vocabulary with a lesson. Ooh. So I either, I either succeed or I learn a lesson. I don't fail oh. at anything. Okay. And crazy as that may seem and ridiculous as that may sound, that's not me saying that I only succeed. I've, I've learned a lot of lessons, right? <laughs> and I've got some big old lessons, big, big old lessons to kind of um, to, to share and say that I've had my fuck ups and I've had my fair share of uh, made my mistakes, invested time and money and energy into people or businesses or ideas. You name it, I've been there, right? And that's probably for another time. But I would say the biggest lesson for me was that experience with my mental health in that period a couple of years back where I thought I was invincible. I thought I could do the sleepless nights, copious amounts of caffeine and workout sessions and burning the candle at both ends. Mm. And I will always say that in order to have some form of um, breakthrough in your life, there needs to be a bit of a breakdown as well. So mm. I see that breakdown that I had in my mental health as the biggest breakthrough I've ever had in, in fitness business and in my life mm. because that taught me, the biggest lesson it taught me, mm. was that I'm not invincible. Mm. I need to look after my mental health. 
like I said, relationships and friends and family come above everything. Your mental health comes above everything. You're, you're nothing if you're, if you're on a hospital bed, right? You're nothing if you, you're losing your head and you can't concentrate. Mm-hmm. So I guess the biggest lesson for me, or failure, or how we want to word it, is um, failing to see that my mental and physical health should come in front of everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's no different to what I say to my fitness clients when they're debating whether or not to come on with me. They start talking about, oh, but you know, I, I'm not sure about the price, so I don't know if I can afford it. And it's like, when the question is, when did you start prioritizing money over your health and fitness? Mm. And once I say that to them, it's that kind of moment where they're like, fuck, like I'm actually debating. I say, look, whatever you invest into me, are you going to look back in a year's time, 10 kilos lighter mm. and happier and fitter and more confident and adding years onto your life and go, this feels great, but oh, I wish I had that money back mm. to buy. It just doesn't happen. So I think to answer your question, I would say the biggest failure, um, you know, what I failed to identify was the mental and physical health aspect in the entrepreneurial roller coaster that it is. Yeah, I think that's super, super, super relatable. I feel, yeah, just to sort of add to it in my own experience as well, I, I got to exactly the sort of same um point in my life last year weirdly and i don't know how much we've spoken about this i think we did we caught up briefly like a few months ago and i was like din i need your advice like i've been really down and you've been down so like let's chat it out and and it was good but basically yeah the same like i i just worked myself literally into the ground which is weird because like we're both in our oh no I was gonna say we're both in our 20s but you you turned 30 this uh, year right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah nice oh, then, yeah. I, I, we'll get to that in a bit because I, I want to know what it feels like being big 3 but, um, <laughs> but yeah like it, it's you what sat, you meant to say is we're both we're both pretty we're, 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 we're both young, young. We're yeah say. we're young okay, we're cool, young yeah, yeah. In, in the yeah in the scheme of like how long humans live we're we're considered yes, yeah, yeah, young yeah. people and we're and just getting going we're just getting going yeah and i and i literally like i would now sort of categorize it as a, a quarter life crisis like it it was like a midlife yeah. crisis that came too early like i was i was down in yeah. the dumps and it was just yeah the same sort of thing just thinking that i was invincible and able to work from 8am till 8pm and worried just about what what cash was coming in basically and how much money i had in my bank and not even being able to spend that money so it's it's funny that um yeah we get ourselves into those situations but for sure i think when you can see it as um a lesson and and a and a breakthrough which it definitely has been for me as well like i'm now in sunny spain just chilling most days <laughs> basically which is cool um, yeah to me anyone that's had a, a mini breakdown or, or something like that hasn't come out of it again success leaves clues right i use that Mm -hmm. phrase all the time and you you look at any of these books by these millionaire billionaire mentors or the olympic gold medalist whatever every single book about failure will have a a part in the book where they talk about a life changing event whether it was a, a loss of a loved one or something with their mental health or whether it was an injury or losing everything and building it all up again and and why is that a consistent thing? Like, how, if that consistently keeps coming up, there's got to be something in that. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's because those people are going full pelt all the time. Mm-hmm. Eventually, something's got to break. You know, like if you get in a, 
an old car and you just put your foot down and you keep going, you keep pushing it and the, the, the things here are literally smashing like the, the rev count the whole time. Eventually something's got to give. You can't do go flat out all the time. And I think that is, it, that is the best of people and people that come out the other side and the kind of rising of the phoenix from the ashes, it, it, is, it changes people. And I think that has changed you and you'll, know, you'll realize that more and more as you kind of helicopter out of the situation and look down on the situation. I always say this to my clients, imagine you're in a helicopter looking down on your life and going, mm. okay, that would, that's why that happened. That's what yeah. that gave me. And that's, that's, I need to remember that and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, I think that's kind of where you're at with it. And it's, yeah, it's cool. It's really cool to see. And, and, yeah. and, I, and I also think just to add to that as well, because it's funny because you, you say like there's this one pivotal moment, right? You, like mm. the, these successful people, like there's one pivotal moment, like there's this great, you know, big failure or lesson, whatever yeah. you want to call it. But what I find interesting about that is that I, I thought that I, I think people think that there will just be one. And, yes. and, and actually, I think to add to that is that, don't think that you're out of it forever now. Like, yeah, you know, right. we've yeah, come yeah. through the other end and we're like, woo, we've come through the other side and like, look at our happy story now. But I, I fell into that trap. I thought that I'd been through the biggest thing that I could have gone through, mm. right? Yeah. And actually then I got to my early 20s and I was like, oh, shit. Like, What's how, this? How, yeah, what? Like, I'm invincible. Like, I've been through yeah. my thing. Like, yeah, you're, had... you're there thinking, you're thinking like, wait a minute, I've, I've, had, I've done my bit. Like, what's, what's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. This is it. So I think it's also being mindful and just like aware that, you know, it's not over and life is going to continue to throw curveballs all throughout yeah. the journey and like just be, be, be ready for them because it's, yeah, that's yeah. life and that's the fun of life. Like, you know, that's, yeah. If, if if we had all our lessons, as you say, then it would, you know, it'd be a bit pointless. What would be the point? I, I was lucky <laughs> enough to bump into a guy at, at an event one time who, who was net worth at eight hundred million pounds at one point, and then he was also um, net worth at, uh, I think like it was like one pound ninety seven to his name at one point, oh. to then build it back up to a, another multi million pound business and when I spoke to him about the situation, he was like, you never know how close you are to losing it all. And once you've, once you've had those tights and lost it all and had to build up again, there's a level of appreciation for, for, and gratitude for that situation. And you become a more humble version of yourself every time you go through that. So yeah, I think you, everyone needs that kind of reminder of like smash in the face that, Oh shit, it can, it can really all like it can all just go like that you know um and i think that's i think that's important so yeah no i think we're, we're, we're definitely better people for it and um definitely. i'm very grateful for going through these things because prime example with the anxiety stuff it's made me more caring it's made me more understanding it's made me more open it's made me a better coach a better friend a better partner hopefully a better Hello, it's Salma here. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. Unfortunately, we just lost Wi-Fi signal there for a moment. So we're going to cut straight in to the next question. So you've really been able to find the thing that you love and, and build a career off the back of that. So what advice would you give to those out there who maybe know what their passion is and really want to build on that? 
or those that aren't sure of what that might be just yet and want to start exploring different options? Yeah, so as always, uh, a reference for a book is going to be Start With Why. Mm -hmm. That's a very, very good book. Um, identifying what your why is. So there's a few questions that I pose to my, my clients that I coach with their businesses as well is, um, you know, why are you here on this planet? If you had five years left to live, how would you spend them? Um, if you had one year left to live, how would you spend it? And ultimately, what do you think is um, your purpose in the sense of what do you, what do you bring to the table? Is yeah. it, uh, are, you, are you great with people? Are you good at uh, design? Like what are your passions and what are your interests? And I think for me that I know that, like I said to you, like I've definitely got uh, the gift of the gab, or at least I'm told. I, I know that I'm good with kind of sales and marketing and I love fitness. So it kind of made sense to kind of amalgamate all of those skills and, and become a online fitness coach and now obviously help other people to do the same thing. But I would say if anyone's kind of really struggling, that again, like it's good to test different roles and different industries and learn from different mentors. I think that some people go into either a coaching or a mentorship to learn it all. But what I would say to do is find someone that, that is out there doing what you want to be doing and get as close to that person as possible. Mm. So what I mean by that is, let's say if it's Tony Robbins, you know, you read his book and then mm. the next step is to go to his, uh, go to his live event. And the next step, uh, the next step would be to, to fly the pay to see him. If you, if you had the cash flow, you know, so awesome. it's that level of how close can you get to said person? And, if you want to get in the property game, go and find someone that has a portfolio of properties and go and speak to them and just, yeah. just pick their brains. If you want to get, if you want to open a restaurant or a gym or, or whatever you want to do, go and speak to someone that's not, not been there and done it, but is still out there doing it and doing it successfully. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not about speaking to people who, um, and this is my beef with, and this could, kick up a fuss with people that if there's any uni lecturers out there for example uh, that, that speak on business right yeah. if it's a, if it's a a younger person out there teaching me about business that doesn't that doesn't have a side business or has left business to to, to go and teach business um i would always have a slight um thing against that in the sense that i think that the best business coaches and mentors out there are still mm -hmm. running successful businesses uh, alongside their coaching business because um, otherwise that's a red flag for me obviously um, I want to learn from, I want to learn from someone who's still in the field 100% um, agreed the, my thing is I speak to people that have done sales or business or marketing at university and I find myself talking about you know, funnels and lead generation and, and ways mm -hmm. to sell and ways to close and, and, and you name it and it all just seems very <laughs> elusive, abstract, yeah, very new, <laughs> new, and, new and different. And I feel like surely this is stuff, but I think there's so much to be said for just getting out there and just doing it. And like I said, making mistakes and learning lessons and actually mm -hmm. going, I'm just going to throw money at something and just see what works because worst case scenario, I'll learn a lesson and, and money always comes back round. If you do the right things that you'll, you'll, you'll always be good for money. There's okay. enough money populating and circulating in the world it's just you getting your 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 small piece of it so you'll always be good for cash if you do the right things but i do think there is a case for for that where people kind of underestimate how much there is to learn from someone that's like i said out there doing it 
uh, still like out there, sorry, and still doing it, mm. not been there, done it. Uh, I'm less inclined to that. Um, that's, that's great, great, great advice. And my next question, because um, we're, we're getting sort of a bit strong for time now, but I really want to ask you this, because I hear that uh, life begins at 30. I said it earlier. You turned, <laughs> you turned 30 this year in the year of <laughs> coronavirus pandemic, which, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how that would feel, but, but yeah, please share with us. How does it feel? Do you feel like um, life has just begun? Oh, mate, I feel, I feel better than ever. I literally feel like I'm fit, strong, I'm happy, I'm healthy. Um, Ellie and I just literally celebrated our, our one-year anniversary on Sunday. Like, Congratulations. You know, a, a, year, a, year, a year married. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm in a good space. Um, I'm very conscious of the world as it is and, and people kind of maybe listening and going through a bit of a shit time with COVID and lockdown and, and, and everything that's going on. But I think there's, there's always, there's always so much to be grateful for that, you know, to err on the side of gratitude at this time for what you've got, because there's always someone in a worse position than you. And there's always someone that's going through way more than we are. And when we think times are really tough, if, I know it's, it's all relative and easier said than done, but there is definitely a case for thinking that, when you feel like well the world isn't giving you what you deserve again like i love my phrases and my quotes and mm. um, the best thing you can do is serve and what that means uh, and what that what i interpret that quote as as being is if you feel like you're going through a rough time do your very best to do something charitable whether that's literally for charity or for your family or friends or look out for other people because it definitely hum humbles you and makes you kind of grateful for what you've got when you help other people there's a big case for that definitely sure you're a good egg dan you're a very good egg <laughs> um and and also a bit of a forward-looking question for you but where where do you see yourself in another 10 years when you're 40 oh uh, in business fitness life what, what are we saying all oh, of the above i mean yeah all of the above like give me a day in the life of, of dan polter at, at 40 years old okay cool so the goal and mission is to be helping uh, men and women but I've got a big mission with, with guys who, who've gone through similar experiences with me uh, as me in kind of mental health and also in business and entrepreneurialism and essentially to have a, a course that is um, kicking around the internet um, making money helping people actually like solving problems and then I'm just doing some high level coaching, helping other business uh, professionals with their businesses at that stage. So I probably would have stepped away more so from the, the health and fitness coaching and hopefully solidified my space in the kind of business and personal development coaching spaces as one of the experts in that field. So yeah, that's my big mission for the next 10 years. Hopefully I have some, some kids uh, and some other nice. successes along the way. That's a, those are big kind of goals and passions of mine. And again, ultimately, to still have um, friends and family by my side, much like yourself and everyone else around me. You know, I, I want I want that more than anything. That, like I said, I'm not prepared to do any of this uh, in order to lose people along the way. Because what's the point in that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, um, I've got no doubts that that you'll be there. You're 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 well and truly on the way in in creating that life for yourself so i've no doubts that you'll have achieved that and and way more in another 10 years 
Cool. Um, so we've got just a little fun segment. The idea of this, this part of the podcast is really just to get like quick, tangible, um, basically books, podcasts, things like that, that, that people can take away. But I feel like you've shared so many books throughout. So we'll, we'll skip the book question, but just very quickly, a podcast that you're loving right now? Oh, the problem is... I don't listen to podcasts much. <laughs> um, okay. Do you know what? Okay, so my take on it is that I, I, I've got so, there's so, like, every time I go to listen to another podcast, I end up finding myself, after listening to a book, I'm like, oh, but that someone's recommended this or this or this. But I would say that the, the podcast that really does intrigue me, and I know it just sounds so obvious, is um, the one I come back to the most is, is, is the Joe Rogan podcast. Nice. Uh, I just find it fascinating. You know, he's obviously solidified his space as like the number one podcaster he, in the world. He's the podcast man, yeah. isn't he? Like, yeah. If, yeah. If you want to take anything from anyone about podcasting, he's probably up there with, with the, the, the top one or two, and, um, or at least the, the, the little I know about the podcast space. But yeah, guys, I wish I could say give more on that other than obviously um, continue to listen to, to Sal's podcast. <laughs> I think that's um, mine are more, yeah, it's the books for me. I'm a big audio fan, as you know. So where some people read books and listen to podcasts, I listen to books and listen to books, you know? So awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got loads more book recommendations. So if you do like a, a comments or a podcast notes or anything, I can give like a, either a Google Doc or a list of other books I'd recommend. Oh, that would be, that would be great. Yeah, no, I'm sure yeah. the listeners would, would love that. Maybe we can come up with a little, yeah, yeah Google sure. Drop, Google Doc that we can share in, in the show notes for sure. And, and a movie that sparks joy for you? Uh, oh, um, movie, joy, movie, as in what I just like a nice, like a movie that left me feeling like, <laughs> oh, life's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be, or it might have taught you a, a cool lesson. Yeah, just just the, the first movie that pops your head that, that you, you think people should go and watch. Oh, go and watch. Oh, okay. Well, the, like this is, everyone's probably seen this, but The Blind Side is one that I come oh. back to a lot. Um, again, about, you know, like a family bringing someone in and, well, I don't want to ruin the movie, but yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that, that movie, I, don't, I don't know why that just movie like just sprung to mind and, um, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. The blind side and anything else that you're vibing on right now that you have just discovered anything that, that I haven't asked you that you'd like to share with us? Uh, no, I think at the moment, yeah, just I would say get out, get some fresh air on a daily basis and, and listen to either a podcast or a book and just um, expand your mind because everything you want to know is out there somewhere in a book or in a podcast and, and there's someone out there doing it and, and sharing sharing their highs and lows and much like we've done here. So just, um, you know, the world that we live in, the fact that everything is so accessible it can be quite overwhelming at times. And the one thing I would say is I sometimes go on a bit of a detox and I actually stop taking on new information mm. for the fear of procrastination. So I think wow. there sometimes is a case to go, actually, I'm not going to listen to anything um, new until I've implemented X, Y, Z from what I've learned. Because mm. um, I think you can easily get wrapped up in um, constantly taking on new information from 
more than one mentor and it can all get very kind of overwhelming. And I think sometimes you have to take a step back and go, wait a minute, have I even implemented what I learned on X, Y, Z? Wow. Um, that's that super, yeah, that's super, super, super important. I definitely got stuck in that hole of just consuming like podcast after podcast after podcast. And I go. think, I think like we were chatting, this was before we, we got recorded actually, but we, we were chatting about how we can only retain so much information and information isn't what actually, you know, makes us go out there and do in the world. It, it's the action. So for sure, um, learn and then put it into place and, and then, you know, move on to the next book. Um, that's, that's great advice. Thank you, Dan. And right. is, is there anything that you're working on right now that people can get excited about and where can people find you? Obviously I'll link all of your platforms in the show notes, but um, yeah. whilst, whilst people are listening yeah so the, the, the best thing to do is um head over to instagram um my full name daniel polter and um on tiktok muscle fitness uk so that's my although it's under my my business name for my my for my fitness business um it, it's it's not just about fitness it's kind of mental health personal development and in terms of like you know if anyone's interested in anyone wants any help with their health and fitness honestly the best thing to do is just drop me a dm on instagram with anything that's either resonated from this episode or any questions you've got around your the diet or your exercise and um, i'm always up for um having a, a bit of a conversation in the dm so feel free to come and say hi over there fabulous thank you so much for coming oh, on. My pleasure. Thank you. For Honestly, having it's been it's been incredible. I feel like you've shared like so so much insight, so many good nuggets. My brain is like, yeah, it's full <laughs> with wisdom. I knew it would be. I knew it would be. Every time I chat to you, I'm like, I need to speak to Dan more often. But I know <laughs> you're a busy man, so I appreciate you coming on. Cool. Thank you, Dan. So good. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Dan. He's a dear friend of mine that I feel super lucky to have been able to share with you all here on the Passion Podcast. Hearing his perspective on the work-life balance, failures, or shall I say lessons, and how he deals with looking after his mental health has really inspired me. And I know that the next time any ounce of anxiety shows up, I'll be telling it exactly where to go. If you love this episode too, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share with anyone you feel would benefit. Thank you so much and see you next time.